Disney vacation, an exotic cruise, or a tropical all-inclusive, Magical Adventures by Carrie is here to take care of your planning, reservations, dining, and more. Magical Adventures by Carrie can plan your trip around the world, and her services are completely free. You can book your trip with a small deposit and pay over time. Text, email, Facebook message, or you can even call her. <laughs> Magical Adventures by Carrie. That's C-A-R-R-I-E. She's planned solo trips just for me. She's planned trips with my family, with my husband and kids. And she's also planned huge extended family trips with 17 of us. She got all of us together at Disney and Universal this past year with zero hiccups. Find Magical Adventures by Carrie on Facebook or email her at magicaladventuresbycarrie.com. Welcome back, lady listeners. Hey, thanks for coming back with us. We've got the second installment of His Sweetness, The Honeymoon by Leah Shrill. We're going to play the second half in just a little bit. But before that, we're going to read some lady listener emails. I did also want to mention, I forgot to say on Tuesday's episode that tonight or tomorrow is the Chinese New Year. And oh. so tonight is the eve when I like go through and clean everything. I change out my sheets, wash my hair and do all this stuff. Are we supposed to be doing stuff? I do it I'm, every year. I'm just so superstitious. I don't know why. I just, so I, you're just supposed to like clean up? Yes. You clean out the old year and that way your house is clean to allow your luck to come in for the new year. So your luck won't come into a dirty house. So if it's clean and everything's tidy, then your luck will it's come never in. showing up around here. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I've done it, like, you, I mean, God, I've, I don't know. Like, we've done it, or I've talked to you about it for years now. I don't even know how long I've done it. I always it's, forget. It started with... Um, you always talk about that and something, Renegade or something? What? Something's in Renegade or... Renegade? I don't know. Retrograde? Yes, that one. <laughs> you always have those two, I think. I don't know what retrograde means, but it, if Mercury's in it, apparently it's not a good thing. I don't know anything oh, about astrology. I thought astrology. you were the one that ta- who talks about that to me? I don't then? know. Where they're like waiting for it to pass or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so yeah, so the Chinese near, I follow, uh, um, go to this blog, it's called Lainey Gossip, and she is a reporter for eTalk in Canada or something like that. I don't know how I found her. She has a great gossip website. It's, I know, I know who she oh, is. It's fucking quality shit. Well, Lainey has, she calls her mom the squawking chicken is like her mom's nickname. And so, I don't even know her mom's real name. I just know her as a squawking chicken. I think she even has a book called the Squ- about the squawking chicken. It's like about <laughs> her mom or something. So, anyways, um, I think I think Jen Frederick even met her. Like, she, I think she went to one of her book signings or something like that. I can't remember. But Lainey also talked about Jen Frederick's football book. God, what's the name of that first one? Sacked? Sacked. Sacked. She talked about that book. Virgin on, Hero. Yes. That's why she talked. She said the dirty talk was so fucking good. And that's what Lainey said on her site. She was like, I want 
nasty shit when you're giving me dirty (laughs) talk she was like the nastier the better and she was like let me tell you about a book that did that for me and she was like Jen Frederick sacked and I was like oh my god she's famous now (laughs) (laughs) but anyways so the squawking chicken every year for the Chinese New Year she would break down each zodiac and talk about like when's your good luck your good fortune what to do to like bring the luck to your house sustain your luck but in the past couple years her mother doesn't do it anymore she says that she's getting on in her age she has to conserve her energy for her own luck and health so anyway so i don't get updates like that anymore but i always check her website this time of year i always look out for the chinese new year and i have several friends that are chinese that celebrate and so um i, I don't know i'd like i'm not I religious done tonight do what does it starts tomorrow Tomorrow is the day. So, like, the Chinese New Year day is tomorrow. This is, like, Chinese New Year Eve. So, on the so Eve, I got to get this done tonight if yeah, I want this luck. If you want to do it, yeah. I need all the luck because Isabel <laughs> passed her driver's test. <laughs> I'm going to wake her up and be like, bitch, driver. start cleaning. We got to get this place cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you wash your hair tonight and don't wash it tomorrow because you don't want to wash your luck away. I, already, I did. I washed it two hours ago. Okay, good. There you go. I'm ahead. So wait as long as you can to wash it so you don't wash out your New Year luck. I don't know if you remember when we had our launch party for everything for her when we were in Kansas City and we were at the casino. Do you remember that night we had the launch party, how the fucking casino was packed? Yeah. It was because it was Chinese New Year. Okay. Yeah, like that's the big thing too is to you are supposed to be surrounded by your friends and family, surrounded by the people you love, and gambling is encouraged. <laughs> like that's another one. But I was like, I could get behind this religion. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for so, yeah. I mean, like I said, I have several friends that celebrate. So it's always a really um interesting holiday to me, even though like I'm not religious, I have no ties to this whatsoever. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I'm like, I'm more superstitious than anything. So I'm like, if, does this bring me good luck? I'm doing it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will sweep off my front porch. Absolutely. <laughs> the only thing I have is I don't like to split poles. That's the only thing I really do. What's split pole? Oh, like when you're holding hands with somebody? Like when you're walking with people, you're not supposed to split poles. You're supposed to all go on the same side. And yeah. if you do split poles, I always, still to this day, under my breath, bread and butter. Yep. <laughs> bread and butter. I've heard that too. Oh, man, that's crazy. I always do it, like, when you see, a like, a cat or, like, a bread bird always blow to kiss. Like, there's stuff like that that I do where I'm like, I don't know why I do these things. I just do them. You know what? My grandmother, she used to say that you can't give gift someone a knife because it means you're trying to cut ties. And so, one time she gave me, like, this cake cutlery set, like, to cut cakes and stuff. And she was like, give me a dollar. I was like, what? And she was like, you have to buy these from me. And I was like, oh. why? And she was so superstitious that she was like, I'm not, she was like, I'm not cutting ties. You got to give me a dollar. I like that. But, you know, I remember when we bought this house, our realtor gave us a knife set. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker knows. Because <laughs> we were so done with him by the time we finished buying this house. We are like, we got to get this guy out of here. We were so fucking done with him. It is. People do. I remember my friend. I got a new car. Like, I was so excited about this car. She got this car. And she threw change everywhere. Oh, yeah. You got to throw the I change. I was like, I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> you like, you have to. I'm like, no, pick it up. <laughs> this is the only time this car will be clean. <laughs> Day one, <laughs> she's throwing the change. 
I love that. All right, let's read some lady listener emails. Oh, if you have some really crazy superstitions, send them in. Read me romance at gmail.com. We'll read them. All right, I'm going to say this long one for last. All right, I have no idea what these are. I just went back and pulled some from like 2019, I think. Um, all right, well, dear ladies. Hope. <laughs> no, yeah. In May of 2019, we we were living the life high on the hog, like God couldn't touch us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is somebody who said bowl. We used to go to bowling alleys and cram our hands in them and then eat ah! French fries. We <laughs> like, did. They're like we used to smash our fingers in those things and shoveling French fries like God couldn't to- touch us. <laughs> We did. Oh, my God. We used to blow on cakes. Oh, God, yes. Now you're like, get the fuck off my cake. Okay. Anyways. All right. This is called Art Church. Dear ladies, first of all, I want to be you when I grow up. I'm 34. (laughs) I love you, ladies. I went to a youth group lock-in when I was 14 at the church I grew up in. I volunteered to help at the all-you-can-drink pop bar that night, pop. Oh, that's a you thing. (laughs) <laughs> you say pop, yeah. pop. I had a lot of Coke to drink, so when everyone else was slowing down, I was still going strong. I met a guy named Charlie who was several years older than I was at the time. After talking, uh, after talking a while and giving each other back rubs, ooh, we ended up at the base of the stairwell under the steps making out. He slid his hand up my shirt with all the finesse of a 17-year-old boy. When someone opened the door at the top of the stairwell interrupting us, I was petrified at the idea of getting caught. So I stood up and we walked out the door at the base of the stairs talking, talking as if we had just been chatting and didn't see and I didn't see him again until he came into Blockbuster video. Oh, my God. This is forever ago until he came to Blockbuster video where I was working in my khaki pants and blue polo short glory after high school. Not a good look for me. It took me a minute to recognize him while I was typing in all his information so he could open an account. I asked him a few questions to make sure I was right. It was him for sure, and he had no clue who I was. When I was done helping him out with his movies, for some stupid reason, I told him who I was, and he finally remembered me. Clearly, the whole thing was way bigger deal to me than it had ever gone that far with a boy before. Thanks for reading my, reading my PG-13 version <laughs> answer to your questions. XOXOM from Minnesota. Everybody's getting it on in churches. Oh, I think that's because our parents would leave us alone or people would get mm-hmm. left alone because I think it's like, they're going to be good in yeah, here. They're in and church. They're, all like, they're perfectly out. safe. Are you kidding me? Like, I think the first hookup I ever had was at a lock-in. Like, that's, that's just, you're asking for it then. I 40 horny teenagers locked up all night. I went to a camp that was kind of church-ish. Mm-hmm. And when we got to do movie lights at night and all the lights went out, everybody was freaking making out everywhere. <laughs> All right, this apparently when I pulled this up, we'd ask for church hookups. So, church hookup. Okay, so I grew up in a Baptist church and Christian school, and my dad was a teacher, so I always had to stay after school. My boyfriend and I had to get creative to sneak around together since we were always, since we were always there, it seemed. We figured out that the church building was empty after a certain time, so we'd always sneak up there and fool around. I gave my first blowjob in the baptismal of our church. It was secluded enough that no one could see up there, but we almost got caught one time when we were leaving, 
when we were leaving by another teacher who came up to check the auditorium for a service. We played it off like our parents asked us to go up and straighten the hymnals for that oh, night's service. Clever. And then we got the hell out of there. Oh, my God. We almost had a heart attack. But, of course, that didn't stop dumb, horny teenagers from continuing to go up there. The risk made it hotter for us, and we had so many good times up there at the baptismal. We didn't end up together, but he's actually still one of my best friends. And, yes, both of our spouses know our history. And now our families hang out, and our kids are close. But we have our eye on them, so they don't get too close. Ha ha. That's not sign. That's great. Do you think you could be close with somebody that your spouse hooked up with? Absolutely not. No. No, I'm actually really, really, really great friends with one of my husband's old roommates who's a girl, but they never, like, dated or anything. I mean, they probably could have hooked up and stuff, but for whatever reason, they just never did. Mm-hmm. But I love her. She's awesome. I wonder if if I was the after. Mm-hmm. Well, they would have to have to be the after. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't like it. I think that, I could. I remember I my husband was perhaps ex was friends with people we were friends with and we really liked those friends and it was like the sister mm-hmm. so we'd have to randomly see her and I just remember every time I would see her I felt like I had to be like pretty? I couldn't be yeah I had to be pretty <laughs> I had to be on I couldn't yeah. just be like yeah. chill yeah yeah I can't imagine being friends with anybody that's my ex that's that's the thing with me it's like when we were done we were done like I, I don't, if I can't have a relationship with you, I got plenty of friends. Step yeah, aside. no, so we, it was only by, because we had to, because she was yeah, sisters yeah. of someone we were friends with, but. Yeah, that's why I can't under, I can't imagine my husband being friends with one of my exes, because I would never be friends with one of my exes, you know? Mm-mm, I couldn't either. Well, I tried, but it didn't work. <laughs> All right, this is entitled Church Hookups. <laughs> My girl, my first girlfriend was also my best friend. We were deep in the closet, even though we lived in a pretty liberal area and went to a Unitarian Universalist church youth group. It was the mid 90s and gay issues were still very taboo. Because we were two girls, we could get away with a lot of public place hookups. No one thinks much of girls going to the bathroom together or sharing a changing room. We never had sex in the main sanctuary, but we made out in the other rooms and had sex in the bathroom. We had sex for the first time while away at a big youth group convention in Canada. It always felt a little extra naughty and fun when we were at the church. Sadly, it didn't end well. The youth group leader didn't like our close friendship and kicked us out of the group and outed us to everyone, even though we weren't out to anyone at all. Oh, my God. They didn't mind the straight couples in our group. It really hurt my feelings and took me many years to return to the church. All in all, I would totally hook up in a church again if the situation ever presented itself. Smooches. Holly, you can use my first name. Wow. I know. So sad. But also, I'm happy that she could still hook up in a church. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't scar her for life. (laughs) All right. This one's entitled, You Ladies Rock. Hi, lady podcasters. I recently found your podcast and are trying to catch up. You three crack me up so much. It is challenging each day not to burst out laughing while I listen at work. In the episode I'm currently on, you are talking about vow renewal, vow renewals and anniversaries. I have to tell you about my husband in our 10-year anniversary. We were married you say in 10? My, 10, yeah. We were married in my mother's yard and our honeymoon was an extended trip to his parents for an additional reception. 
I'm from Iowa and he is from Oklahoma. So even though I wouldn't change our wedding for a million years, we didn't really have an exciting honeymoon and would love to do that over. So pretty much from the get-go, I told him I wanted to do a big trip, just the two of us, for our 10-year anniversary. So about six months prior to our 10-year anniversary, I started talking to him in detail of my plans for our trip. Well, my plans were derailed when I get home from work and he has purchased a new tractor. Needless to say, there went all my stash of cats for my anniversary trip. He still laughs when I bring up the anniversary tractor. Hopefully our 20th, I will get my trip. Thanks for all the laughs, Megan. <laughs> I mean, like, if we have enough money for a tractor, we have enough money for Disney World. <laughs> Let's go. I would murder my husband. I would, too. Like, to be real, yes, I'd fucking kill him. Okay, this is summer camp story and romance novel that changed my life. Hello, my lovely lady podcasters. So my summer camp story is more of a youth group retreat with my church. I was 15 years old at the time, and we went into the Blue Ridge Mountains on a mission camp. That's here. The Blue Ridge Mountains are here. Uh, mission camp where we would help build homeless or help build homes for poverty-stricken families or just help um, with stuff people needed done around their property. I have so many stories from this one week we spent there. I could go on forever, but I will stick with the best one. So this is like July in the Blue Ridge. Oh, fuck. It's hot. And it's so hot and sticky outside this camp. Yes, it is. <laughs> For some reason or another, our group got stuck with these old isolated cabins that didn't get air conditioning really well. The guys had one cabin and the girls had another. They were literally right across the way from each other, maybe no more than 20 feet. And then we had a separate shower house that had a guy and a girl side. Further up the hill, we were put on. The whole um, the whole group of us are teenagers with a smattering of a couple adults who totally let us goof off. Well, all the guys were constantly bragging about how great the gold bond powder they were using in their underwear felt to keep the chafing away. Let me quote one of the guys on the trip who said, it's like a breath mint on your underpants. <laughs> Every time they came out of the bathroom slash shower house of their cabin, they were always bragging. Well, the girls were tired of hearing about it. So we stole the powder. Oh, my God. When all the, all the guys were down in the recreation area, I got the broad idea to bribe the kitchen staff at the camp to let us use the kitchen that night after hours. And we replaced the powder with salt, garlic powder, and onion powder. <laughs> Oh, God. Then we used our stealth, returned the bottle, and waited with bated breath for our prank to go off. Well, the first person to use it was my youth pastor the next morning after the oh. shower. We all heard his yell from the shower house in our cabin. We all died laughing. Of course, being teenagers, the guys could not let this go unpunished, so they decided to ambush us while we were in our cabin with every creepy crawler they could find. The guys, oh. including our youth pastor, rushed into our cabin holding snakes, frogs, daddy long legs, spiders, etc., and scared the ever-loving shit out of us. The prank didn't end there. The pranks didn't end there, and it's still one of the funnest weeks I recall of my teenage years. As for the romance novel that changed my life, it was Goddess of Spring by PC Cast. It was the first romance novel I ever read and found it on a whim at Goodwill when I was 19. It completely opened my eyes to everything romance. I'm, complete, I'm a, am a complete romantic and just fell in love with the story and the whole genre. I totally remember reading the sex scenes and thinking, holy shit, people write these books? <laughs> I've been seriously missing out. 
But seriously, I love love stories and, and never get enough. And thanks to all the awesome books and authors this podcast has introduced me to, my sex life with my husband is better than ever. I love you, ladies, and you make my day every day, Erin. That's so sweet. That. Oh, that was great. I love camp stories. I have. Oh, my God. All right. Let's get into the second installment of His Sweetness, The Honeymoon by Leah Shirell. Um, Like I mentioned on Tuesday's episode, make sure you enter to win her giveaway she has posted on her Instagram and Facebook for a signed paperback. And speaking of paperbacks, we should have paperbacks on our website. We should. Right? Yeah. So um, this is before Valentine's Day, before I forget. Um, we'll have our three Valentine's romances up on our website for signed paperbacks. People have been asking for books forever, and we're slowly trying to figure out how to transition back to giving away signed paperbacks and having them up for sale on our website. So make sure you go to alexarelli.com, and we have our, like I said, our three Valentine's. It's P.S. Your Mind, Locked Up Love, and Be Mine or Else. So there you go. I guess we'll see you guys on the other side. Chapter 2. Charlotte. I was warm, but not the warm I was used to. Not the feeling of the most impressive arms imaginable wrapped protectively around me. Nor did I feel the washboard perfection that was my man's torso. Cuddled so tight against me, I could feel his heart beating my name against my skin. Nope, it wasn't deck that was making me warm. Peeling my eyes open, I squinted adjusting from the dark of sleep to the dark room with a glow of orange and red flicking in my vision. Oh my, I breathed, slowly shifting on a couch I had no memory of getting on. I swiveled my head from one side to the other, taking in the small, quaint room. Oh, my man has done good, I crowed, loving all the trinkets placed perfectly in the small space. The furniture seemed too large for the room, But somehow, the overstuffed chairs and couch worked. What happened to the drive here? It had been only getting on to dusk when Deck and I left the reception back at the compound. Musk was only a 40-minute drive from home. Not enough time for such darkness already. How long did I sleep? I asked out loud, then shrieked when the deep timbre I loved so much came from the dark corner. Too long, sweetness, Deck rumbled his large body coming out of the shadows, his steps stealthy and calculated. My breath hitched in my throat as he dropped to his haunches in front of me, his face pressing into mine. You wiped out by the time he got to the end of the street, he chuckled, pecking my lips quickly, then laughing again when my lips formed into a pout. Sweetness, before I take you to bed and make you irrevocably mine for all eternity, I have to feed you first he announced, sliding one arm under my knees and the other behind my back. He stood and at the same time lifted me into his embrace. Hmm. I sighed into his chest, getting a hit of his unique deck smell. I guess you can make up that kiss to me later, I hummed, getting a bellow of laughter from my husband. Husband. My head was still spinning with the whirlwind my life had become since meeting deck and his club. The wounded souls. One minute I was a washed-up ballet dancer, too tall to ever be a principal, teaching three-year-olds to dance. No friends, no supportive family, and up to my eyeballs in debt. 
and now I was married to the love of my life, mother to the raven-haired beauty who brought her father and me together. Deck had been adamant that I was not ever to refer to myself as Shiloh's stepmother. He said I was her mum. She was my daughter, and that was that. As my husband is famous for saying, enough said. Where'd you go, Charlie? Deck's concerned whisper brought me back to where I was meant to be. Arranging me on the high kitchen island, Deck pushed his big body between my legs and grabbed hold of my hips. I had changed outfits before leaving for the honeymoon. My wedding dress was my most valuable addition to my wardrobe. No way was I going to let him rip it off me. The only choice I had was to buy a similar-looking but less formal gown to appease Deck's alpha side. If he wanted to rip my dress from my body, then who was I to stop him? It just wasn't going to be the dress I got married in. Smiling softly at him, I wriggled my ass on the cold granite and shuffled closer into my man's chest. Oh, don't go worrying, soldier man, I crooned, kissing the frown away from his forehead. At this height, Deck's face was lower than mine by a fraction. I was thinking how fast this has all gone. Pregnant, a beautiful daughter I love to pieces, and you. I dropped my mouth. Deck tilted his neck back and gave me his lips. The difference in our height was minuscule, but that didn't stop Deck from lifting me off the bench his mouth still fused to mine, and sitting us down in a kitchen chair. Really? I muttered against his mouth, while he arranged me, so I was straddling him. Don't start, sweetness, Deck warned me, nipping at my bottom lip, then soothing the sting with his wet tongue. I couldn't stop the wanton roll of my hips, grinding into Deck's hard denim bulge. Such a caveman! I groaned, then hissed, when his pants button came into contact with my barely there panty-covered lips. Found something that hit the spot, did we, sweetness? Deck murmured, his voice so impossibly low, it vibrated through me. His powerful hands gripped my hips, while his fingers sank into my soft flesh. Need some help, baby? He asked needlessly, my answer coming in a pitiful moan. Always, I whispered desperately grabbing a hold of his muscular shoulders, my nails biting into his skin. I can't do it without you. My plea brought Deck's lips crashing down on mine, his mouth devouring mine with no finesse, just raw and powerful need. You'll never be without me, Charlie, that I can abso-fucking-lutely assure you of. Possession coloured his tone, making me unashamedly wet. I love that my man loved me so much wanted me so badly and cherished me with every fibre of his being, then I was more than okay with Deck's claim on me. With his hands dragging me up and down the thick ridge of his erection, I used my time dueling with his tongue. I was addicted to kissing Deck, and he felt the same way about me. It wasn't unusual for us to spend an hour or more just laying in bed and kissing. He'd brought me to orgasms many times that way. Seriously, the man's power over me was ridiculous. Ripping my mouth away, I heaved in a lungful of air. I don't want to come this way for our first time as man and wife, I cried out, but still my hips moved over him like some wanton. It's too late to stop, baby, Deck murmured, latching his mouth to the base of my throat and sucking. Why is that? I sobbed, the pull and suction of his mouth like a flame to my smouldering desire. It also didn't escape my attention 
even in my lust-fogged brain. The deck had deliberately chosen the part of my neck that couldn't be hidden unless I was wearing a high neck top. Surely I was getting too old for hickeys. Your thighs are shaking, baby, Deck told me, reminding me I asked the question. Your barely-covered pussy is throbbing. Even through my pants I can feel it. Pressing a kiss to my new mark, Deck lowered his eyes and saw that my dress had buttons down the front and not the back like my original gown had. You do that just for me, sweetness? He grinned wickedly at the dress. Then me. You said it was one of your requirements if I got my way and we sleep apart for the week before the wedding. It hadn't been one of my best demands, thinking at the time that if we abstained from making love for seven days, it could only make the wedding night more intense. How wrong I was. What happened was, Dex spent seven days growling and getting into the ring with one of his brothers every day, while I was on a hormonal rage not seen in the history of pregnancy. It was the only reason why I didn't give in and make Deck even more cocky than he already was. Plus, I really wanted him to rip the dress off me so I could see his reaction to my new bridal lingerie. Deck had a thing for seeing me in sexy outfits, and I had a thing for seeing the look in his eyes when I was wearing it. I don't want to discuss seven days of not having you under me, Charlie, Deck growled, taking my hands from his shoulders and putting them on either side of his neck. Hold on to me. Sink those long fingers into my short hair. Bite your nails into my scalp, Deck ordered, his sapphire blue eyes gleaming just like gems. Keep your pussy rubbing against my hard cock and don't stop. Understand, sweetness? Moaning an incoherent yes, I did what he demanded and used his thick neck as a brace and ground my hips down on him hard. Oh, gosh, I yelled throwing my head back and arching my body. Fucking perfect, Deck grunted, his hand at the front of my dress, teasing at the top button. You're so fucking beautiful, Charlie, Deck murmured, his fingers dipping under the sweetheart neckline of my dress. But you are magnificent in the throes of the passion. Feeling his work-roughed fingers trace the top of my breasts, my pussy fluttered with need. Oh, Deck, please touch me. Do what you want and touch me. The scream demand tore from my throat, my need evident. Do what I want? Deck tisked, straddling me, his hands suddenly cupping my cheeks, his face in mine demanding my attention. What I do is what you want, Charlie. I know what you need, baby. I know everything about you. Whirlwind or not, I know you inside out and back to front. I know your body better than you do, and that is how I know. You need this. So captivated by his vibrating, erotic and possessive voice and words, I didn't feel him take his hands away until they gripped the neckline again and violently tugged at the material. The sound of buttons pinging to the ground and material ripping meshed with my gasp of surprise and Dex's harsh intake of breath as he revealed my second surprise of the night. Fuck. Me. Drunk. Wetness gushed from me again. Deck's hooded eyes were filled with so much passion and need, I almost came then and there. I guess you like my newest purchase, I quipped, then ruined my sass with a whimpering sob when his hands capped my breasts over the see-through bra. I dragged Shiloh to three stores before I found the perfect white mesh bra. All the ones I saw were pretty, but most of them had the nipples covered with patches of lace and even leather strips. 
Dick loved my breasts and worshipped my nipples. I didn't want to cover up the reaction they had just for him. And, by the dark and dangerous look on my husband's face, I chose pretty good. Fuck, sweetness! Your tits are fucking incredible! He breathed reverently, before leaning his head forward and dipping his face into the valley between each globe. Your delicious nipples covered, but not from my gaze. He praised, rubbing his face back and forth in my cleavage, his tongue searing my heated skin. Be still, my love, Deck whispered, his hands back at my hips and holding them. Don't move for a minute. Watching my face for confirmation, I heard him. Deck nodded briefly when I acknowledged his request with a silent spoken yes. He returned his hands to my front. This is pretty, he commented casually, but I heard the undertone of a man fighting to remain in control, and I knew that Deck was going to give me what I wanted sooner rather than later. Sitting back on his lap, I put my hands on his thighs behind me and leaned back, giving him some more room to see the pretty white lingerie set. It's called a garter belt, I told him biting my lip as his fingers traced the sheer lace band down the small bare gap of skin above the band of my panties, which low on my pubic bone. And this? Deck questioned, winking at me, then casting his eyes down at my panties again. Two thick fingers trailed down the middle of my pussy lips, groaning when he found the tiny gusset thoroughly and completely soaked. Thong! I heaved out on a throaty moan. His calloused knuckles brushed against my sticky folds. The underwear was on sale. I wouldn't be all that upset if he was to tear the white mesh and lace. Not in the slightest. Rearing over him, I pushed my chest into his face and moaned his name. Deck! What sweetness? Using his teeth, Deck pulled one bra cup down until my small breast sprang free. Taking my hard nipple in his mouth, Deck sucked deeply his tongue and lips working in tandem to drive me crazy. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. You wanted something, Charlie? Or do you just like moaning my name in that sultry, sexy voice only I can bring out of you? While waiting for me to answer him, Deck let go of my throbbing nipple with a wet pop, then proceeded to give the other breast the same treatment. His teeth grazed my skin as he pulled down the cup and bestowed the same love on me. You know I can't think clearly when you do that, honey. I tried to admonish him, but my words held no heat, only passion. I'll spend the rest of my life worshipping these beauties, Deck promised, his eyes glazing over as he looked appreciatively at my barely average-sized breasts. Small boobs were good for dancing, but until Deck, I thought that no man would be interested in my less than a handful. How wrong I had been. From the first time Deck got his sights on my bare breasts, his obsession with them grew every single day. He proclaimed I had nipples angels would weep to have. Pink and slightly distended, they were perky and, according to my husband, perfectly shaped for sucking on. I must say I did agree with him. The way his mouth wrapped around the whole nipple and pulled it into the wet, warm recesses of his talented mouth. I was now a fan of them too. As long as you spend that time loving me, my breasts are all yours. Letting go of my nipple, Deck reared up from the chair suddenly. Deck! I shrieked, not because I was scared he was going to drop me, because that would never happen, 
but because I was certain that he was about to make me come from licking and sucking my nipples. You were right the first time, Deck muttered, stalking back through the kitchen through the small lounge to a door on the other side of the room. Stopping at the closed door, Deck looked down at me with enough love and adoration in his blues, it took my breath away. I was? Yeah. Our first time as man and wife isn't going to be a fuck on a kitchen chair. It's not? Was I capable of answering with more than two-word idiotic answers? Apparently not. Of course I blamed Deck. So many times I was close to having an orgasm just now, but would he let me? Tampering down the hormonal rant that was threatening to unleash, I waited for Deck to clear things up and explain why he stopped. No, this is what you deserve, my beautiful dancing girl. Pushing open the door, I let out a hushed gasp of surprise when the room came into view. Obviously a bedroom. I gaped at the king-size bed that dominated the small room. High like an old-fashioned bed, it was surrounded by tall wooden posts on each corner, the tops of which helped to support a billowing sail of cream lace that hung over the bed, giving off the perfect romantic vibe. Twists of expensive fake flowers spilt down each wooden posts, stopping just above a bedspread that looked like an authentic antique linen masterpiece. Oh my word, I breathed, eagerly looking around the room to see every flat surface covered in candles, the flickering flames offering the perfect lighting for celebrating our love. Dick, this is gorgeous! Crying happy tears, I buried my face into his chest. There was nothing my soldier man wouldn't do for me. To outsiders, Deck was gruff and unyieldingly stern. Only Shiloh, me, and a handful of people at the compound, his five brothers in arms, saw his softer side. But it was only me that had his romantic side. He might not look like the kind to set out and light candles to set the mood lighting, pull back the bed covers, and scatter yellow and orange rose petals over pristine white sheets. Nothing about his hard, muscular body, savagely shaved head and harsh facial expressions gave anyone who met him a clue what lay beneath the harder exterior. Grunting his approval that I was impressed with his efforts, Dick walked to the bed and ascended the platform the bed stood on. The room is nice, but it's you that is gorgeous, Charlie, Dick murmured, his eyes hooded as he laid me gently on the bed, his hands slipping out from under me and straight to my dress. Every inch of your body is not only gorgeous, it belongs to me, he breathed, parting my ripped dress to reveal me to his gaze. Large hands swept down my torso, sweeping this way and that, making sure that not an inch of my skin went untouched. Goosebumps popped up as Dex's hands moved away. It was the same way I reacted every single time he put his hands on me. Deck, I breathed arching my upper body into his touch, silently urging him to go lower. You have something in mind, sweetness? Deck grinned, wickedly, his eyes going to my extended nipples, my boobs still hanging out from my bra cups. Yes, I hissed, lifting my hips off the bed in a gesture that was very clear in what I wanted. Chuckling, Deck showed some mercy by cupping his palm over my mound. The pressure was nice and the heat from his hand appreciated, but it wasn't enough. Tell me, baby, or I might get it wrong. Do you want my mouth on your nipples, or my tongue in your pussy? Deck was tormenting me now. I was sure of it. 
The two could play that game. Moaning like a wanton sex goddess, I pouted prettily, something I perfected since Deck loved it so much and moved one hand to rest on top of his. Let me show you what I want, I suggested huskily, running my fingers between his before shooing his hand away and slipping my hand beneath the thin band. Pulling the material of my panties to one side, I knew the second Deck got a look at my wet pussy lips. If it wasn't for the harsh intake of breath, or the way his eyes flared with desire, then it was definitely the growing bulge threatening to burst the seam of his black jeans. Charlie! Deck growled in warning, but he made no move to stop me. Deck insisted that he, and only he, was responsible for my sexual pleasure. Only his mouth, his fingers, and his cock. But sometimes he liked to watch me pleasure myself. It never lasted long, but that was the whole point of teasing him. The sooner he got jealous of my fingers, then the sooner I got to have him inside me. I want your tongue here, I purred, sliding two fingers through my soaked folds, daring to press the tips into my entrance. And in here, to say I'd come out of my shell since meeting Deck was a huge understatement. I still refused to swear, and I still blushed fiercely whenever Rain went off on one of her sex talks. Okay, so I wasn't completely broken free yet, but when it came to the bedroom and pleasing my man, I found that I went above and beyond all limits, thresholds, and boundaries. Coming over me, Deck covered me with his big body, trapping my hand between us. Playing with fire will only scorch you, sweetness, Deck growled, sliding his hands under my back and unclasping my bra. I could hide the sigh of relief as soon as the back hooks gave way. The bra was necessary, but someone forgot to tell my swollen breasts that. The second Deck heard my exaggerated sigh, I regretted it instantly. The minute Deck found out that I was pregnant, he switched into panic mode and increased his caveman up several notches. If I craved something, Deck went and got it for me. No matter time of day, weather or request. My husband performed his spousal duties with military precision. Every morning, he woke up before me to get a glass of juice and a pregnancy vitamin without missing a day. He showered with me every morning. Not that I was complaining about that, but it was more to do with being cautious so I didn't take a spill in the shower. He took care of me in other ways in there too. After all, he took his duty of care very seriously. Little things like that and the fact that the insane man refused to turn off the tracker he had hidden somewhere either in my car or my handbag. Heck, I wouldn't put it past him that it was actually inside me somehow. Maybe it was in my pussy. Maybe he shoved it up deep inside me with his massive love rod. Who the dickens knew? Only thing I did know was he was going to drive one of us crazy by the end of my pregnancy. And it was touch and go who was going to fall first. Deck started to speak but I touched my fingers to his lips and shushed him. Deck, please don't. I began worriedly, my arousal slipping to a mild hum. The bra was mighty uncomfortable after wearing it all day, that's all. He needed to calm down about this bump at my belly, or things were going to get more and more difficult. I knew what the motivation was behind his panic, and while I understood, I didn't like that he was choosing to focus on what happened in the past to Shiloh's birth mother instead of the milestones in my pregnancy. 
I dared not imagine how he was going to be when he felt the baby kick for the first time. The last couple of weeks, I'd experienced butterflies in my belly kind of sensations. When I questioned my doctor about it, he said it was now only a matter of time before we would be able to feel the kicks on the outside. I had to admit, I nearly peed my pants in excitement when I heard that. I couldn't wait to feel a thump against my palm. Being pregnant was the most amazing and horrible experience all at the same time. I loved knowing a part of Deck was growing inside of me. For nearly 25 years, I secretly decided I was never going to be one of those lucky ladies that found her forever after, get married and have a family of my own. Those kinds of dreams I gave up on long before I hit my 20s. Deck coming into my life saved me from a lifetime of missing out on the best thing to ever happen to me. If only I could get him to see how amazing it was to be carrying a little deck or another little girl like Shiloh. I didn't care what we had, just as long as he or she had deck's beautiful blue eyes, gentle nature and fierce loyalty. I wouldn't mind if we did have a girl and she was the carbon copy of her father. Shiloh at four was more dangerous than a summer cyclone. Her swear jar now consisted of three full jam jars and just last week, I caught her and Winnie, my heavily overweight chinchilla, walking two blocks from the compound. On their own. With that adult protection. And poor Winnie on a leash. Deck flew off the handle. Completely lost his, you know, and he was still not over it. On this I agreed. There was still a madman out there somewhere, with a huge grudge against the men of the wounded souls. To make matters worse, he was getting to the men through their women and loved ones, Shiloh, Stella, Mia and I, had already been on the end of the madman Deck and his brothers dubbed Rogue. There was something going down at the club tomorrow night, but Deck was tight-lipped where the details were concerned. All I knew was Steele was stomping around the compound like someone cut his beloved long blonde movie star hair. Only three things could make the VP act so ornery, and Shiloh was safe with Deck's parents and Steele's hair was still flowing magnificently down his back. So that left only one culprit. Mia. Something was going to happen, and it involved Mia and the five men back at the compound. I was fine with not knowing. If Deck thought I needed to know, or if Shiloh was in more danger, he would tell me. I firmly believed that. I trusted my man to keep his family safe. What worried me was how Rogue had escalated his attacks. Kicking Mia in the stomach, with obvious intentions of bringing on a miscarriage, was his latest and most horrifying effort. Steele was on Mia watch, and he was as bad as Deck was. Poor Mia had no chance of ever peeing in private again. I gave up months ago, but still sometimes I scurried off out of Deck's line of sight to find a private bathroom. I didn't care what Deck thought. Me peeing was not sexy. Remembering suddenly why we were at the bed and breakfast in the first place, I mentally laid aside my worries about the mentally unstable rogue soldier, what was happening back home, and Dex's unravelling behaviour. Sliding my hand out from playing with my pussy, I walked my fingers down to his bulge. Palming the hardness through his jeans, I ran my hand over it. Looks like you might be a lot uncomfortable yourself, soldier man, I purred doing my best impression of sultry I could manage without blushing. Blue eyes turned molten and nostrils flared, and a deep, low-pained groan bubbled up his throat. 
Score one for sweetness. Chapter three. Deck. I was on to my wife. Charlie didn't have a deceitful bone in her body, so her attempt to turn the mood back to our wedding night was plain to see through. I saw her furrow her brow, thin her lips, and saw the concern in her green eyes when I went to make a big deal of her wearing the wrong bra. She did that for me, wanting to wear something ultra-sexy so I would be surprised and turned on by the sexy scraps of material. Didn't she know by now torturing herself with underwear wasn't essential to making me horny? Hell, the woman could wear a burlap sack and my dick would still be as hard as a lead pipe and dripping cum at the tip. She was right that our mood was dipping from earlier in the kitchen. This was our wedding night, our first time together as man and wife. This was what I had been put in charge of and I was failing miserably by getting stuck in my head. And by me doing that, I was affecting Charlie. Moaning at the grip her shapely small hands had on my cock, I flexed my hips and nearly came when her fist tunnelled around my shaft as if replicating her pussy with her hand. You're oozing out of the end of your cock, Charlie whispered, her voice throaty and sexy as fuck. Of course it is, I'm with you. I shrugged, then growled when her thumb slid over the engorged head, my pre-cum making the passage easy. I love that you get aroused the second I walk into a room. My wife continued, her sultry act so pure because she really didn't have to act. Charlie was innocence personified. Even after months living in the compound with bikers all around her, she still acted like a lady, still sat with her legs crossed neatly at the ankles and insisted on manners at the dinner table. Get her in bed and she was a whole different kettle of fish. My woman loved my cock. When I introduced her to the 69 position, my cock was raw for a week. Not only from her awesome suction, but also because after sucking my cock while I feasted on her pussy, she would get on and ride me, driving me crazy with her constant swapping rhythm. One minute she would be riding me like a bronco rider, me about to explode inside her, and then she would slow down and gyrate slowly building me back up again slowly. It was the only time I allowed Charlie to take the lead, and even then, the majority of the time, I would simply flip her and take back the reins. A man could only take so much, right? Keeping eye contact with my woman, I slowly slid down her body. Flicking the bra to the ground, I took care of the dress too. Lucky for Charlie, all the buttons were missing, which meant she wasn't going to be wearing it for a while. Not that it wasn't a beautiful dress. It was fucking gorgeous, and Charlie looked gorgeous in it. But after tonight, I needed her not to wear it for a while. At least until I could control my caveman and was able to look at her in it without visions of it splayed open, revealing her perfect body encased in the pretty lingerie she picked out just for me. More spanking material, but again, a man had his limits. Shucking off my pants, and shedding my tea, I settled between Charlie's quivering thighs. Fuck, your legs are utter perfection, I praised, reverently kissing the inside of each thigh, making my way to the last obstacle in my way. These, I growled, twisting my fingers under the gusset of her barely there panties, and nothing short of spectacular. 
but they are covering my pussy. With a flick of my wrist, I had the panties ripped, then pulled again and ripped the band in half. That's better, I crooned, tossing the ruined lace and mesh somewhere behind me. What a pretty pussy I have. Leaning in, I pushed my nose right to her entrance and inhaled her honey scenter. Fuck, your scent is imprinted on me. Your taste is ingrained in my very soul. Taking a long, slow lick, I covered my tongue in her juices. One whole fucking week. Never again was I going to agree to do anything that fucking stupid. Never. This was why I had been so crazy over the last seven days. Tasting my sweetness was essential for my brain to function on a normal level. Even now, lapping my tongue in and around her folds, I could feel some of the agitation wear off my shoulders. The responsibility of being Charlie's man and Shiloh's dad was one I savoured and was honoured to take on. The added weight of an unborn child and the danger surrounding the club, a burden I wished I didn't have to bear. Not the baby. I wanted our baby. Badly. I just hoped that God knew that too. Surely he wouldn't do it twice to the same family. Charlie's hips bucked up to meet my wandering tongue. Her fingers splayed on either side of her pussy lips, pulling them apart to give me the access she wanted. Tell me, sweetness. Tell me what you want. Urging her to talk dirty to me, I continued to lick and suck her lips, careful to stay away from her clit. Charlie had a detonator, and it was her clit. She loved nipple and breast play, and sucking my cock got her all kinds of wet and horny but it was her clit that held most of the power over her. I also knew what she wanted in exposing herself completely to me. Fuck, I knew my wife better than she knew herself, which was why I didn't wait for her to try and pant out her demands because I was already on it. Flattening my tongue, I ran it on the inside of her lips, making sure to lick the tip of her finger as I passed by it, grunting at the scream that tore from Charlie's mouth and the gush of liquid that suddenly trickled down my mouth, I dragged my mouth across her entrance, making sure to stiffen my tongue and poke her throbbing hole before doing the same to the other parted fold. Tech, Charlie moaned, pushing herself up onto her elbows so she could watch me. You always know what I want, she marvelled, her head rolling on her shoulders, back and forth, side to side her long blonde hair loose around her shoulders, just like I loved it. I'm always going to know, because that is my job as your man, I told her, pushing my face deeper into her, my nose, lips and chin covered in her sweet juice. Are we going to 69? She asked on a choked sob, her thighs shaking around my ears just at the thought of getting her mouth around my beast of a cock. No sweetness. At least not this time. I amended quickly, certain that at some point during the night, or perhaps early into the morning, Charlie will get her chance to swallow my cock and come. After I got my fill of her. And after I made love to her as not just her man, but as her husband. Lifting my eyes to look at her, I grinned at the cute pout that was forming on her pretty lips. My woman did love my cock giving her soaked lips one last appreciative swipe of my tongue, I crawled up her body. Sweetness, do you really think I can abstain from putting my nine inches into your hot, wet mouth? I asked, 
kissing my way up her slender throat until our mouths were touching but not fused together. Not yet. You'll be taking him down your throat, baby. My cum, too. But the first time we come together as man and wife, it's going to be with my cock inside the only pussy he will ever worship and cherish. My sappy side was well and truly on this honeymoon, and to be frank, I didn't give a frog's fat ass. My brothers ribbed me about the way I mooned over Charlie, and I didn't give a fuck about that either. Other than Booth and Steele coming to terms with the fact they were helplessly in love with their women, the others were yet to catch up or be caught. Mannix was still dicking around with Rain, treating her like nothing more than a fuck buddy. And Creed? Who the fuck knew what was going on inside my road captain's head these days? Since his wife died in very tragic circumstances, Creed had pulled away from living. Not even my little raven-haired princess could work her magic on him and make him smile. Like the rest of my brothers, Creed adored and loved Shiloh. His protection of her was no different than mine. Darth was another story. The big prick had a woman. But was he taking his sweet ass time claiming her? Fucking oath he was. I couldn't understand his reluctance to make Vegas his officially in the eyes of the club. It went without saying as a respected and loved employee and friend, she had our protection. Shiloh and I would have been lost without her when I first brought her home from the hospital. All I was saying was claiming Charlie was the smartest thing I ever did. Since then, I had done a lot of fucking idiotic things regarding my relationship with her, but somehow I managed to fight my way out of it. Thank God. Living without Charlie, all because I forgot sometimes to think before I speak, was not an option. Moving my hips, I wormed my way into the cradle of Charlie's thighs, my cock nestling into the warmth of her wet folds. I'm going to love you until you can't see straight, baby, I vowed, sliding my hands down her sides to grab her hands and bringing them up and over her head, our fingers laced securely together. I'm never going to stop. Not when I do stupid shit and you kick me out onto the couch. Not when you go off without detail, when you know that makes me fucking insane with worry. Looking into her big green eyes, I followed up that vow with one more. My heart will always beat to the rhythm of your name, Charlie. You own it. You claimed it the day I dropped Shiloh off at daycare and saw your sweet self standing there, open mouth drooling at my arms. Fighting the urge to laugh at her mock outraged expression, I continued to reset the mood of the night. I'm going to cherish you, I whispered, claiming her lips and kissing her deeply. Hold you in my arms every single night for the rest of our lives. Another deep, passionate kiss. Another moan from my woman. And best of all, I get to keep you forever. Because my ring is on your finger. Our daughter is safe with her grandparents. And our baby is safe here with you and me. Dropping my mouth back down to hers, I swallowed her sobs along with her tongue. Fuck. Kissing you is about the hottest thing other than my cock being encased in your tight cunt. It might change after I give birth, Dick. Charlie worried, her greens clouding slightly. I knew instantly what she was worried about, and that had me all kinds of pissed off. How many times did I have to show her just how much of a hold she had on me? Deciding to show her, rather than get into a back-and-forth arguing match, I instead decided to show her. Pulling back my hips, I grabbed hold of my thick and pained cock 
and guided him to Charlie's entrance, which was throbbing and weeping, and so very fucking tight. Pushing in, I went as slow as I pleased, savouring each and every inch that was being sucked into her hot channel. This was the definition of heaven. No matter what was going on around me and my club, I always found all my worries washed away the second the head of my cock made contact with her soft, pink, needy flesh. Squeezing her fingers, I held myself still once all my shaft was completely engulfed in Charlie. Mine. Only mine. Always mine. I chanted like a blubbering wanker. It never ceased to amaze me how every time felt like the first. By now, I should be used to being inside my woman. What with all the fucking and loving we did, but the feeling never got old, nor did the excitement. Jesus, Deck, you are in so deep, Charlie moaned, arching her lovely neck, giving me perfect access to her soft skin. Moulding my mouth to her throat, I sucked and licked her soft neck while my cock slid slowly in and out of her heat. Slow and steady thrusts of my hips, my eyes trained on Charlie as she lost herself in our passion. Fuck, there is nothing more beautiful, sweetness, I breathed, urging my hips to go faster, not strong enough to withstand the power she had over me. We could do slow later. Deck, oh God! Not God, sweetness, your man, your husband, I growled, dropping my mouth and taking hers in a savage kiss that left both of us gasping for air. Mindful of her baby bump, I let go of her hands and sat back on my knees, dragging Charlie with me. Oh, Deck, this is one of my favourite positions. Charlie gasped, not telling me something I didn't already know. I know it is, baby. One of mine, too. I agreed, pulling her deeper into my lap on my cock. Put your elbows to the mattress and fuck yourself on me, I commanded smiling when she scrambled to do exactly that. Pulling herself into a half-sitting position, Charlie grabbed hold of my forearms to use as an anchor. From this angle, my child was very prominent, making me think that soon we were going to have to be more careful. Deck, don't lose me, Charlie cried out, her words having a double meaning. She wanted to come and wanted me to stay here with her, not getting stuck elsewhere in my head. I'm never going to lose you, sweetness, I promised, holding onto her hips and thrusting hard into her. Never. Watching her magnificent tits bounce with every punishing thrust of my hips, I almost wished I moved her to be on top of me instead, seeing her tits swinging over my face, her tasty nipples close. Materialising right before my mind's eye was more than I could take. Deck, help me! Charlie beseeched me, her orgasm close but needing an extra push. Hold on, sweetness, I got you. Crooning softly, I placed my palm on her mound and gave her clit the pressure of my thumb. Yes, Charlie screamed. That's it? Clenching my teeth and hearing my jaw grind noisily, I flicked a fleshy bead mercilessly, adding another finger to slide down to where we were joined, swirling it around her stretched hole. Fuck, baby, you are what my dreams are made of, I growled in awe of what was happening to me. Once I could fuck for hours and not come. Once I didn't always have an orgasm. Not the fault of the woman I happened to be with at the time, 
but because I had no real interest in making that personal connection with someone. Then Charlie walked into my life, and suddenly I was a teenager all over again, ready to blow with just a look at a throbbing wet pussy. Only difference was this one was mine, and that made all the difference to me. Come for me, sweetness. Show me what my cock means to you. Hearing a hint of pleading in my tone, I soon found out why. While lost in my woman's pleasure, I didn't notice the barreling zing hit my heavy balls until it was too late to stop. No way was I going to come before my wife. Not on our wedding night. She already managed to make me blow before her twice in our relationship, all because of her unbridled enthusiasm for me. It wasn't going to happen this time. Pushing her back down to the bed, I fell on her, catching myself enough to keep her belly untouched. Cupping her neck, I slowed down my thrusts to a delicious lazy grind. Snaking my arms under her, I brought my hands under her shoulders and cupped the back of her head. Loving you was meant to be. My whole life has been about getting to this very place I'm at now. Married to the only woman who will ever get my love, mother of my children. Sunk balls deep in you, wearing only my ring on your finger and me sprawled over you. Pushing forward with a jerk, I held myself still, burying my cock in her honey heat. Sweetness, I get this every single day. I get to see the love you have for me, shining back at me in your gorgeous greens. Every thrust, single thrust, fucking thrust, day. I stilled my cock. Charlie's inner wall muscles clamped hard around me, locking my cock deep inside her. Stupefied, I watched my wife fall apart, throwing her head back on the pillow, her satin blonde hair gorgeous on the pristine white pillowcase. Charlie moaned my name in the sexiest throaty rumble I have ever heard in my lifetime. I couldn't take my eyes off her, not even when my own orgasm ripped through my balls, sending ropes of hot cum into my wife's welcoming channel. Charlie! I roared jerking my hips as my body spasmed from the sheer force of my orgasm. Another explosive scream tore from my wife. At the same time, my cock suddenly found itself bathed in a flood of hot cream. Deck! Charlie half panted, half sobbed. I love you. Pushing my face into her neck, my lungs heaved in gulps of much-needed air. Charlie's climax barely finished. My cock locked and unsurprisingly still loaded, I marked this moment with a hickey on my wife's soft neck. I love you, sweetness. So fucking much it hurts to be away from you. Soft hands swept down my back, soothing the savage beast she unleashed just by being her. I love you just as much, honey, Charlie whispered, rubbing her cheek against my scruff and humming her approval that I didn't shave for the last three days. Who was I to disobey my wife? If she wanted my sexy scruff, then that was fine with me. I'm going to try and calm down when it comes to certain aspects of your pregnancy. I heard myself allowing and realising that I meant it. I was missing all the good stuff I missed out on with Shiloh, because I was too focused on the mites and maybes. Putting her hands on my head, Charlie coaxed my face out of her throat. Pools of green happiness shone up at me. That's all I ask, honey. Enjoy the moments we are having now. You deserve this, seeing your child growing every day.
I don't know how it came about, or if I dreamed it, but the baby, nestled safe inside its mother, chose that moment to give me a real honest-to-God kick up the ass by sending a kick right to my abs. The movement was gentle, but the impact of it I felt right to my heart. With wide eyes, I watched the joy of feeling our child kick me dance across Charlie's face. Oh, Deck, the first real kick, and you were here to feel it with me. Charlie cried softly, her happiness that I felt it too at the same time bringing me to my heels. I vowed then and there to rein in my shit. We already agreed early on that we only wanted this one child. Shiloh didn't need more siblings to corrupt. There were two cousins on the way. That would do her. Fucking amazing, I breathed, shifting us so she was facing me on her side, one of my hands cupping our child and the other one tenderly holding Charlie's face close to mine. I'm going to worry about the delivery sweetness. I can't help or apologise for that. I know, honey. Would it help a little if we go talk to my OB together? Write down all your concerns about the delivery and go from there? Liking the idea immediately, I pulled my wife into my embrace, my cock somehow still linked with her. Yeah, I sighed, feeling a little less weight on my mind. I reckon it might. Deck? Charlie yawned into my peck. What sweetness? I traced my fingers over the swell that housed my son. I had no fucking clue if I was right, but I reckoned I was. Are we going to 69 after I take a little nap? Already aware my wife wasn't going to last the night without a couple of naps in between bouts of making love and a few fucks I intended on throwing in, I reached down and pulled the old-looking lace bedspread over us. Yes, witness, I assured her with a chuckle. We will definitely be doing that, and much more. Hmm, Charlie hummed, sleep already beginning to pull her under. I get to suck your amazing cock. Shaking with silent laughter, I held my wife a little tighter than I usually did. I was never going to stop protecting my family. I was a soldier and a biker, but I was also a father and a husband. It didn't get any better than that. Enough said. This has been His Sweetness, The Honeymoon, by Leah Shirell. Read for you by Andrew Rennie. Welcome back. Hey. So thank you so much for listening to His Sweetness, The Honeymoon. Thank you to Leah for being with us this week. Up next week, drum roll, I can't do a drum roll. <laughs> We've got Emma Bray with V-Day Auction, which, which I'm, I'm super, super excited. excited about yep. for you guys to read. I love her stuff. It's super like fluffy, easy, and quick. Like yep. if you want something before bed that you know is just going to be sweet, easy, cheesy, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and I'm, uh, this is a Valentine's Day auction, so I'm I'm, I'm totally in. I'm in it. <laughs> All right, tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make sure your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read 